Hello, and welcome to the Perfect Strangers podcast. My name is Furby Montano. What we do on this podcast is we see if two people who do not know each other outside of the internet can form a relationship and be friends strictly through interacting through a podcast. It is me, my co-host Francesca, and what you are about to hear is the first interaction that we have had outside of a direct message on social media ever. Enjoy. All right. So we are recording. <laughs> yes, it's official. Hello. <laughs> what a weird, yeah. like, a blind friend date. Like, this call's not recording. <laughs> I, I know, I know, right? It's, it's <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I got the idea, like, the other day. I was like, huh, I know so many people from, like, TikTok and Instagram that I've never met in person or even, like, really talked to, just, like, had a conversation yeah. with besides, like, DMing. Mm-hmm. I was like, that would be a cool idea for a podcast. And yeah, I, I, you know, me and you, we, 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 uh, we chat a good amount on, on social media, but I don't, we've never really had a, a conversation. Yeah, that is true. It's funny. Cause it's like, I, I, I know your voice. I'm familiar with it because of TikTok, but to like hear it on the phone, I'm like, huh, <laughs> interesting. But no, I, I think that's actually a really cool idea. It was funny because Yesterday, I was on the phone with one of my best friends, and I was talking to him, and he was like, I was like, God, Taylor, like, I don't know, like, I need to get a hobby. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with myself. <laughs> and he was just like, you should just start a podcast if you have experience with that. And I was like, funny you say that. I was like, I'm not starting it. But tomorrow, I was like, a friend online through TikTok, like, came up with this idea, and I was, like, telling him about it. And he was like, that's actually really cool, and I would be really interested to like listen to that and i was like yeah i know when he said that too i was like why have i not thought of that so kudos <laughs> to you i love it well, thank so you. thank you for even inviting me i think that's awesome i love this stuff so i'm all yeah, for it no you're you're like one of my favorite creators i i honestly mean oh. i love i love all your stuff it's it's very entertaining <laughs> thank you so much oh my gosh you know i it's funny you say creator because i I feel like I haven't created anything in years. Like I used to be so active and doing more and I thought I was going to like be more of a creator and I haven't done it. So even you saying that off of just like me being very unhinged on the internet is so flattering and thank you. I appreciate it. But I like your content too. Like obviously I thought, uh, I think all your stuff's funny whenever you post thank about you. work and uh, of course and the duets, like they're always funny. Like I'm like, Oh my gosh. I like wish I had more balls to post online like that, but I don't. <laughs> well, my fiance might disagree with you. She doesn't like a lot of it. <laughs> well, but she she likes it. She likes it. She's just like, Why yeah, you post that you know that type of thing. But no, I I understand. My uh, well, we we just recently broke up, but he he doesn't have social media, and uh, my ex like he's super off the internet, and sometimes like. I would post things like on Twitter or Instagram. He goes, why would you post that? And I'm like, because it was funny. Like, and he's just like, <laughs> he's like, you don't have to post your entire life on there. And I'm like, yes, I do. Okay. Like I need someone to enjoy the pain. With me <laughs> Cause then it's funny. <laughs> so I, I, no, I get it. I do. I, I, I like your stuff because it just seems like you're just being yourself. Like if I was in a room with you, just <laughs> out, it would be the exact same way. Like uh, I've always, yeah. Kind of got that vibe from your your stuff, and that's like authenticity is always the funniest stuff for me, or like the most entertaining stuff for me. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Unfortunately, I like to tell people, yeah, that's that is who I am. Like you're you're getting what you you see. I don't like sugarcoat anything. Which sometimes though, like when you're like that online, people who don't know you are kind of just like she's you know he or she's really weird. Or like, you know, you get like that impression and then it's like, yeah, I am actually <laughs> like, I am <laughs> really weird, but Hey, if you're, if you're not laughing, you're crying. So you, somebody's got to laugh here. No, I completely agree. That's, that's the same way I am. I, I, I like posting stuff that's just kind of relatable in some way, mm-hmm. even if it's not necessarily like my story. I like doing, um, like the little skits that I do or, or stories that I tell sometimes they're not only about stuff that I've done. It's uh, sometimes about like, you know, things that happened to someone at work that I saw or 
stories that someone told me. And then I'll ask them beforehand, like, hey, can I tell that story in a skit? And they're like, dude, fuck yeah, man. Go go ahead. Do it. So, yeah, yeah, I, no. I kind of, I get it. I get, I get what you're saying. Now, did you like post on YouTube beforehand or were you always just like, like, like you were bored during COVID and you're like, I'm going to post more on TikTok. Like what inspired you to like <laughs> go ahead and so, start doing it? Like I, uh, I, I do have a YouTube. It's actually more for uh, music stuff. Uh, so I'm, okay. I'm actually I'm a musician. So I've, uh, <laughs> no I mean, obviously I have a day job too. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I have a music degree, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my passion is is playing music, right? Um, so that's what my YouTube stuff was for. Um, honestly, I started listening to uh, the Your Mom's House podcast with Tom Segura. And his his wife was going on TikTok and finding all these like really stupid videos, so that's the whole mm-hmm. reason I even downloaded it. And uh, I don't know, it was before COVID, but I don't really know what possessed. I've always been like a goofy person. Um, I've just mm-hmm. never really had a had an outlet to to be goofy online before TikTok. Um, just because it's so spur of the moment and spontaneous, and I'm not really one to. Uh, to kind of, you know, write out a skit. And then, I mean, people go crazy with that shit with, with editing. And yeah. There's like actual production value. And I just, I don't have the patience for that. Um, so the fact that I could just pick up my phone when I have an idea and say something stupid and post it online in five minutes was very appealing to me. Okay. It's, yeah. 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 I get that. I, it's funny because I, I always told myself that I was like, I'm not doing TikTok. I'm not doing TikTok. And my old coworker, she would always like send me, videos and i'd be like no i'm not watching it and then like covid began and i was like uh i'm gonna need something to kill my time and then i was like oh this is what like i do on my instagram close friends story like this is just like what i do for my friends and like why not do it for like more people so uh i feel that like i get it it, it is hard though but like some of the editing i see or like the thought process i'm just like like why like why invest in all that and just like be funny and like like that was why vine went viral vine was just like yeah. you couldn't edit it it was just like real raw content and it was like this is so stupid that it's funny so um but i gotta i gotta give it to tiktok like it, it's definitely giving a lot of video editors a run for their money i know like okay. i I did video editing for years and I'm just like, I am stupid. Like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. Like, Oh my God. I am like, so be wild. Like, or bewildered. I, I don't even think I just used the right word. Actually. <laughs> oh my God. You made up a word. It's, it's cool. Like... That's cool. You're, you're good. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know, it slide. Be wild. Oh my gosh. Be wild. Yeah. You know what? I, if my the people that I send this to listen to that, they're not going to be surprised <laughs> at all. I, I sometimes like I have a college education. Like I'm not dumb. I just like sometimes say things. Anyway, you're fine. you're fine. No problem. Thank you. Anyways, uh, where'd you go to school? Uh, so I went to Arizona State. Uh, for my bachelor's, um, I have okay. a an associate's in music though that I got from a school called Musicians Institute in LA. Okay, yes, yes, that was. Oh my gosh, I used to live right there. I lived off of Highland. Um, no way. Yeah, I lived off of High. So I was um, Highland and Sunset, which Musicians Institute is Highland and Hollywood, right? Or Highland and. Yeah, it's like a, a block over from there, Hollywood and McCarran, McCadden. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my apartment was in between there. So Fat no South shit. was to the left of my apartment. What what uh what years did you live in LA? I lived in LA officially uh, 2018 till middle of 2019, but I went back and okay. forth to LA um, all of 2017. So um, I technically lived there for like two and a half years. I just like didn't have my own place until June or January 1st, 2018. Fair. Yeah, so you yeah. were there quite a bit after me because I moved in like October of 2012. So, uh, okay. yeah, I, have, I, haven't, I hadn't been there in quite some time, but 
I don't yeah. miss it. It's fun. No, I, okay. I don't I miss I miss my friends, but uh LA itself, that city's uh yeah, it's get fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse my language. But no, yeah. You're good. No, I you can, I, I you can agree. say you can you can curse as much as you want. You're not gonna offend me. Oh, <laughs> don't tell me that. I've got a sailor's mouth. It's disgusting. It's like probably my biggest Italian trait. It's just like I have no filter. It's disgusting. So <laughs> say that completely. Um yeah, no, that that area is uh it has its nice moments. It's nicer when you walk closer to like how do I say? Like when you when you drive down South Highland, it's nicer. But North Highland, forget it. Like it's yeah. so gross because that's closer yeah. to Hollywood. But um, yeah, I don't miss any of that. But okay, so you're originally from New Mexico, right? I think I saw something. Yeah, I'm about... originally from New Mexico, mm-hmm. Santa Fe, New okay. Mexico. Born and raised. Okay, so tell me a little bit. I'm curious, like what brought you to ASU and then L- Well, I guess LA and then ASU. And then yeah. now, wherever you are. So funny enough, uh, I graduated from ASU, but I never have set foot on the campus. <laughs> so I did nice. everything online. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, I was born in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, honestly, uh, like I said, music has always been a big thing for me. I moved to Las Cruces, New Mexico uh, to go to New Mexico State for two years, and I was fucking miserable miserable uh, i hated school it was so boring to me I, I was never the type of person that did well in school and uh you know quite frankly i just i stopped going to class and i flunked out uh, so i was forced to move back home and uh when i was home my parents basically told me you know you're 20 years old you got to get a job or you got to go back to school um just plain and simple and i didn't you know nothing was really that appealing to me. And then I saw the school in LA and a friend of mine had actually just started there. And, uh, he was just telling me like, dude, it's the coolest thing. It's, you know, a hundred percent for musicians and your classes are only music and everything. So, um, yeah, I went to go take a visit and check it out and it was, it was a perfect fit. It was a great fit. So, um, you know, I was between uh, either there or, uh, Berkeley in, um, in Boston, and, you know, I was 20 years old, so I wanted to live in L.A. And I was going right. to be the next uh, next Eddie Van Halen, you know, that, that obviously <laughs> happened. <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, so I just went to school from there. I have some family in L.A., so it was a pretty easy transition um, over there until uh, I felt the uh, the wrath of the music industry, as it were. So, mm. and, uh, yeah, from there... Uh, just decided to move to Austin, Texas. Um, moved there in late 2012. And that's when Austin was still like the Austin that I knew it as, which was, you know, for kind of like the rejects, if you will. Um, it was it was truly like the the weird city in Texas. Um, it wasn't the, the Silicon Valley Junior that it is now. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, th- moved there, uh, met my fiance very shortly after. And um yeah, we were there for a couple of years, uh, moved to New Orleans so she could go to law school and was in New Orleans for three years, moved back to Austin, and uh, now we're in Orlando. So that's kind of oh, my wow. story. <laughs> yeah, I've kind okay. of been all over. Yeah. Do you like Orlando? Orlando's cool. It's a it's an interesting city because it's there's a lot to do, but it's very devoid of culture. Um it's it's kind of a melting pot of different cultures, which is interesting because I came from so many places like, you know, Santa Fe, Austin, New Orleans, L.A. They're, they're very rooted in what they do. And being in a place mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, one block over, it can be Little Italy. And then the next block over, it can be, you know, a bunch of Vietnamese stuff. And and it's like a completely different country. Um, it's really wild. It's It's not something I've ever been around before. So I dig it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of friends that actually live in Orlando, surprisingly. Um, I know, like, in the last year, a couple of them actually moved there. Um, and then a couple that are from there. But everybody seems to really like it. And it's affordable. And you're kind of like, you know, there's all, obviously you can go anywhere you want because that's the hub of Disney. So flights are easy to go anywhere you want. But I've been to Orlando a few times. Um, tour and then like 
also my parents, we would just go to Disneyland or Disney World a lot, but we spent more time in West Palm and I love West Palm, but West Palm is now like the, like more of a, uh, a political hub hangout for everybody where when I was younger, it, it wasn't, it was just like West Palm beach and the former president was still a reality TV host. So like, sure. you know, it was like a different city back then, but, um, I don't know. Florida's interesting. I don't know if I could ever permanently live there. Like even if I was married or dating somebody and he was like, let's go to Florida. I'd be like, do you, he thought about it. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, you want to talk about that one real quick? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, obviously living by the beach is awesome, but hurricane season scares me. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, that's the nice thing about Orlando during hurricanes. It's, it's like 40 miles from the coast. So, um, I mean, it can still hit, but it's not going to be devastating more than likely, you know? Um, <clears throat> But yeah, Florida's it's a, it's an interesting state. I've uh, I don't know. I, I we moved in the middle of COVID, so it's it's hard okay. to say because I wasn't able to do a whole lot this last year, and uh, just mm-hmm. now I'm starting to feel a little more comfortable going out. Um, now is that because like she got your fiance got a job there, or did you get a job, or was it just a mutual like let's go to Florida because it's COVID? No, so she uh, she's actually from Tallahassee originally. So she's from Florida, and uh, her parents okay. live out here. They moved here a few years ago. Um, so it was, you know, I didn't want to go back to New Mexico. Both my parents live in New Mexico, and um, yeah, it just seemed like a very natural thing. You know, if we ever wanted to have kids or something, um, it'd be nice to have some family around, some help. Um, yeah, it was. It wasn't really like a. I want to live in Orlando type of deal. It was just kind of like a, you know, this kind of makes sense and it's affordable and Austin was getting pretty outrageous. So just made sense. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Now, like, what are your plans? Like, what are you guys having the wedding next year? Have you thought about it yet? Okay. Yeah. Next year. Mm -hmm. Next uh, November is what we're looking. Florida? Or do you think you'll have it like in Austin or like a center spot? Uh, So we're probably looking at doing the Disney thing, to be honest with you. That should be fun. What's the Disney thing? Yeah, you do like a, a whole wedding at Disney. So they have like a oh. whole division that, that helps you get married, you know, in the parks if you want that. Or, um, you know, you can do the reception in like Epcot. And it's it's pretty cool. What? Okay. Yeah. So are you guys like big Disney people? Um, She is a very big Disney person. I'm less so, but you know, I'm embracing it. <laughs> right. What's your like favorite Disney? Like, oh, Disney, Disney uh, series. I don't know. Like, I guess, yeah, I should have asked that question better. Like what's your favorite Disney? Like, like all of it. Um, so I, if we're talking movies, um, I'm Mexican. So Coco is a really big one okay. for me. Just cause we didn't really have a whole lot of that growing up, so and I'm, a, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie, I was I was crying like a baby in that whole movie. <laughs> I've not watched it. I'm afraid to watch it. I've heard it's really sad. Uh, it also it hurt for me because though I don't want to give too much away because you haven't seen it, but they have a dog right. in it, and the dog looks exactly like my dog. <sighs> and I was like, no, no, I know, <laughs> I know what you're gonna no, say. I know what you're gonna say. Nothing, nothing terrible. Nothing terrible. Uh... Nothing, tra- nothing traumatic. Don't worry. Yeah, but in true Disney fashion, I know how that is. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, my big thing, obviously, my big thing is Lilo and Stitch. Uh, Lilo and Stitch is great. Yeah, like my cat's named Lilo. My dog's name is Stitch. Uh, I love Lilo and Stitch. My second is probably Winnie the Pooh. That was like, I was obsessed with Winnie the Pooh, especially when I was younger. It was like Pooh Bear everything. Sure. And, um, I still like Pooh Bear a lot. My third would have to be Kim Possible, which is super random. But I was also very obsessed with Kim Possible when I was like 8 to 12 because I did martial arts and she did martial arts, obviously. So I just thought she was like so cool to have like a woman representation of martial arts because the other show that was animated was Jake. It was like a Jake Dragon show. And he oh, did karate. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it was like, no, this is a girl, and like, she's really cool. And um, I also was obsessed and loved Stephen Stevens, and yes. Ren, the sister Ren, was the voice of Shigo, I think. And she also sang Call Me VP. So I was like, ah, I love this show. So um, <laughs> I still like have everything came possible. My mom is like not getting rid of it. I'm like, mom, this is probably worth nothing now. <laughs> like impossible wasn't like a, a, um, a notable factor in the Disney uh, scheme of things like Lilo and Stitch was or other, you know, animation I that, things. I think they're supposed to be rebooting Kim Possible. For the yeah. Movie. It's a real, it's like a real life one. And I'm kind of angry at that oh, because like, I don't know why I wasn't dude. given a call because I know that I would have kicked ass at it physically and mentally, but whatever. I guess I didn't have the right agent. So I didn't get the I call. I got to be honest. I haven't been impressed with Disney doing like the real life recreations of like classics. The, the only Speaking of, liked, go ahead. Sorry. I was, no, no, I was going to say, speaking of, yeah, they, they're also doing a Lilo and Stitch one, and I am pissed. Like, I'm actually pissed about it. Huh. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I don't know how you would do that, because the whole thing is he's supposed to be an alien, right? Or I don't know. If, right. I don't know. If and then there's the there. other aliens involved, and it's like, I guess they'll do it kind of like a, um, kind of like what they did with Sonic. But Okay, yeah, I could see that. Um. Yeah, but it's like, and I guess that's fine, but I'm just like mad because I, I like to think of myself that like, this is my world and we're, all, I'm just kidding, but like, you know, <laughs> it's my world and we're all living in it. And it's like, um, I have the original Lilo and Stitch, actually. Thank you. Well, like, and let's be honest, if you're not the main character in your own story, then what is life, right? Yes. Speaking of, I like to continue to just say that I am the main character because the things that happen in my life, there has to be a reason for the plot. That's all I'm saying. And the main character is the only one that deals with so much conflict, climax, good, bad. And it's like, it's never ending on my part. And I'm like, oh, for sure. Who, you know, whatever you believe in, I I don't push that on anybody. But for me, you know, I'm like, God, I'm like, God says, Francesca, you are the main character. Here you go. And I'm like, God, you know, I was not ready for that one. So nothing could ever prepare me. But See, yeah, I would I say that I'm a, I'd make a better secondary character because I have a, a goofy name. <laughs> that's, like the, the that's name funny. Furby. Like I grew up in the 90s with, you know, Furby dolls coming out when I was in fifth grade. And like, I'm like, right. come on, this, this, my life has to be a comedy. Come on. Dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, I'm guessing your parents named you obviously because of the, the animal, right? Well, the stuffed animal. No. So, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm 33. So I'm, I'm a little bit older than, uh, than the toys. I was about an, oh. an when they came out. Um, oh my about, gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> It's fine. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. No need to apologize. I'm just. I'll just hold it against you later. It's fine. No, I'm just I know. <laughs> oh God. No. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, no. So I was. I was actually named after my dad. Um, my dad's also named Furby, and um, his birth name was Fernando. Um, but his. I, I grew up very Roman Catholic, and his uh, uh, God. His Godfather. Um, his name is Furby. So everyone just kind of called my dad Furby and my grandparents eventually changed his name. Um, uh, and yeah, okay. I've been, I have, I have quite the name. My, my full name is Furby Bonifacio, the fourth Montano jr. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I don't even want to know how to say that. Try it. Furby Bonifacio Montano. Furby Bonifacio Montano. Close. Close. Bonifacio okay. Montano. Bonifacio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bonifacio. And say the last name again? Montano. Montano. Okay. So Furby Bonifacio Montano. Montano. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's enough. Gosh. That's enough. Gosh. I thought I had like a mouthful, but you can take that <laughs> crab for sure. My nobody can ever say my last name right because the way that it's spelled in Italian, um, it's it's like the G is silent, so it's Francesca Franzelio. 
Franzaglio. But ev- but everybody always says Franzaglio, and I'm like, just like lasagna, the G is silent. Like, think Italian. Everything in that's Italian, the G is silent. So, like, even Naki, like, it's Franzaglio. So it huh. gives you like that long A. Yeah. Zale. So, yeah, Francesca, and then my dumbass, like I was baptized like Roman Catholic and my middle name is Marie. So it's Francesca Marie Franzelio. But whenever I had confirmation, I had to pick like a confirmation name and I had to pick a saint's name. And so they, I couldn't pick Marie because there's no Saint Marie. Sure. So I was like, Maria. <laughs> so my, <laughs> my full name, my full name is Francesca Marie Maria. <laughs> It's kind of, like, that's kind of awesome. I'm not going to lie. Then it's like F-M-M-F. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, when I tell people, they just, like, look at me, and I'm like, yeah, I know. My life's literally a joke. There's no realism to it. I wish there was. I wish there was a rhyme and reason for everything that I do. But unfortunately, there's not. And that's why we call it mental illness. So that's where I'm at. But, no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so when you were Roman Catholic, what was your confirmation name? I never was confirmed. Um, oh, I, okay. When, when I was a kid, my parents uh, kind of gave me the option if I wanted to go to catechism. Well, not really. I just wouldn't go to catechism uh, to make my first Fair. communion. Um, so my stepmom, uh, she was pretty pissed about that. But my parents were surprisingly pretty open to it. They were they were just like, you know, do you, do you want to do this? And if not, that's perfectly fine. And if you ever do, um, let us know and we'll, we'll do it. So they, they gave me and my sister a choice and religion's never been a big thing for me. Um, so it was never important to me. My my sister, when she was in high school did both. Um, and that was really important to her, but yeah, never, never really had the, uh, the desire to do it. That's awesome that you had the option because most parents and most families, especially like strong heritage families that follow suit in religion, kind of like force that upon you. You don't really have like an option. Yeah. I mean, for me, honestly, I think it's because my parents' divorce was so fucked up that uh, they didn't really want to push me to do things because they were afraid uh, it was going to be too much trauma. I mean, as a kid. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, that's probably a conversation not for uh, not for a podcast because uh, it's a little <laughs> personal personal details from my parents. I don't mind telling it, but I'm sure they probably would. So, <laughs> yeah, no worries. It's all, it's all Gucci over here. But yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, That's so, really sad. So you grew you grew up in Pittsburgh, right? Yes, I'm born and raised in four one two Pittsburgh. Awesome. I've I've never been. Tell me what uh, what's, what's your what's your story? We'll start from uh from day one. You were born. All right. So <laughs> I was born and raised um about an hour south of Pittsburgh, um, in the true steel mill land. Um, like there's actually a TV show on Showtime right now called um American Rust, I think, or something like that. It's based on my hometown. They filmed it in my hometown. That is like where I'm from. So people in my hometown still think the steel mills are coming back. Um, we have like a Walmart, but we have $12 generals. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. I graduated with like 250 kids. Um, nobody leaves here. And if they do leave, they just move to Pittsburgh. So anybody that has bigger dreams, it's like insulting to the locals. It's like, well, what's wrong with here? It's like, there's a lot of things wrong, actually. Um, But that's like where I grew up. And I'm an only child. And that mindset that I saw my loved ones have, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get out of here. Like, I can't become one of them. Like, I don't want to be another story. And I don't want what everybody has where like, your high school teachers and middle school teachers are like, oh, I had your mom and dad and your uncle. Like, I didn't want, like, I just, I don't want that. And there's nothing wrong with the people that want that. I think that's great that there's people that do. But I personally was like, I know that there's more to me than this. And I am smart enough 
to like get out of here and I'm going to do it. And, um, I grew up in a very sheltered home. Like I was never allowed to do anything. My father, uh, you know, had me kind of on lock, like locked down. Both of them did. But I also was like a really like goody two shoe kid. Like I never went to a party. I never went to the dances. I went to prom, you know, junior, senior year, but that was it. I never drank. I never did drugs. Um, I, like I just I worked I got a job at 15 working at the family's uh restaurant and I worked there every Friday night I didn't go to the football games and then I got a second job um working at the mall at American Eagle and I just worked all the time and then I studied a lot and I went to college early my senior year of high school and I wanted to be a doctor (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to work in sports medicine. I want to work for a football team. And I wanted to be like a sports doctor. So like, I want to travel with the team. And I just like want to get out of here. Like I want to be better than like anyone thinks that I am capable of doing. And I did, I did just that. I applied to a ton of colleges, got into them. I applied for the advanced programs, was lucky enough to, you know, get the exception. and. Um, I started school at Duquesne University in Pittsburgh. I didn't want to go to school in Pittsburgh. Also, let me preface that. I did not want to go to school in Pittsburgh. The schools I applied to, one of them was actually UCF. Um, I I just wanted to get out of here. But my parents wouldn't let me. And my parents were very, just like how much sheltered I was. Like they were just like, no, you won't make it if you leave. Like, what are you, you going to call to help you if something goes wrong? And like, you have your pets here, your family's here, blah, blah, blah. Very, you know, corrupted. And um, then they also pulled the card of, well, we have your college tuition. Like we have your college oh, funds. Yeah. That's no fun. I, I, but I like, and I, and I hate telling the story sometimes because people look at you and then they eye roll and they're like oh you you had your school paid for like it must be so nice and I'm like hold on you know like I didn't honestly god I didn't even know there was a college fund until I was probably like 16 and my dad was like since the day I found out your mom was pregnant I've been saving money up so your college fund your college is pretty much taken care of and um and we also lived very like modestly. So I never, I never could imagine that my dad would have had all that money saved up, but we lived modestly because he did that. So sure. he was like, I'm going to pay for your school. So I'm going to tell you where you're going to school. And I was like, all right. I was like, this really sucks. And I was like, but I'll, it, you know, it is what it is. So I went to Duquesne, which is, uh, granted, it's a very good school, and I had uh, family uh, heritage to it, so like I got like scholarship money for it, and um, school was you know pretty good. And then I I realized I just didn't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like I was like, when I'm 50 years old, I don't know if I want to like have to walk into a classroom and take another test to qualify to keep my board. Like I don't know if I want to do that for the rest of my life but I want to work in sports. So I was like, what am I going to do? And I did broadcasting in high school. So my uh, best friend, she uh, graduated, she worked in broadcasting and she was like, Fran, like, I think you should just do broadcasting. Like, I know it's a complete 180 and like, you're not going to make the kind of money in broadcasting that you would as a doctor. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like it's your passion. It's like, I'm telling you, like you're 18 years old, like go do what you need to do. And I was like, oh, okay. So long story short, switched majors. Then I transferred schools to another school in Pittsburgh that actually is like one of the top 10 broadcasting schools in the country, Point Park University, transferred there. And um, I started, my best friend that worked in broadcasting, she had a YouTube channel already and she interviewed musicians and I, music is like the biggest thing in my life. And I was like, I want what you do. So I took the YouTube channel from her. Um, cause she had, um, she became a teacher and other things. And, um, 
I started doing it and I started doing work tour and then I networked and I met, I just started meeting people and I really knew how to like make friends and I just made so many friends. And, um, before I knew it, I, I really just loved LA Mm -hmm. and I needed to get out of Pittsburgh. So I was traveling in the meantime, like this whole time. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like I want to, live in LA. Like I love LA and the opportunities are awesome there. And I'm graduating school early because I transferred and I was already like ahead. So I was like, fuck it. Like I'm 21. I want to live in LA. So I networked, I found this job on Indeed and I was like, God, that'd be such a dream job. Like that all of my like childhood dreams come true while incorporating my current dreams. And my professors were like, you would never, like, you're not going to get that job, but like, good luck. And I was like, oh, fuck you for sure. I'm definitely applying now. Yeah, I, so hate I, applied. Like that. I hate when they oh, say yeah. shit like that. Oh, yeah. Well, their thing was like, you know, they were like, Fran, like, you still have four months left of school. Like, nobody wants to hire someone who's still in school. They're hiring someone now who can work the job now. And I was like, you don't know that because I actually know that I'm really good at what I do. And I'm a really hard worker and I have an incredible resume for only being 21 that I know when they see that they're going to say, we'll wait for you. And my professors were like, you have an ego, you know, you're not going to make it. Oh, blah. And I was like, you know what? I, maybe I do. And on looking back, I'm like, yeah, I had an ego at 21, but like, I, I needed that ego. It was like a confidence ego. So I applied and I'll never forget. I was in class and it was somebody for a West Virginia news station. And what people don't know is like news reporters actually make no money. You make the low minimum wage. And I I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you don't get, they don't pay for your makeup, your hair, nothing. And, um, the guy was like, yeah, but like, this is where everybody starts. You'll be making about 27,000 a year. And I was like, oh my God, I make that at like American Eagle. Like, you're kidding me. Like, I'm not, no. And as I was sitting there, I was ignorantly not listening to this guy talking to our class and I'm checking my emails and I, I opened up my email and it's from the job that I applied to. And it was the director of the department. And he was like, I see that you like are still in school, but your resume is absolutely incredible. Can you fly out to LA for Thanksgiving break? And I said, absolutely. And I, in the middle of this guy talking to my class, picked up my purse and I looked at everyone and I was like, have fun at your $27,000 a year job. And I just walked (laughs) out. And I, cause I was that person in class. Like, people hated me. My, I had one friend in my class and I still talk to him. He's still a really good friend of mine. And he just starts bossing laughing because he knows me. And like, he knows that like, I don't, I don't mean it in a rude way. It's like a, you're not going to talk down to me and I'm going to go do better. So, you know, you're not going to scare me. And everyone was like, Oh yeah. Like, what do you, like, what do you have going on? Like, it's the first week of September. Like, how did you already get a job? And I have like my professors asking me like, what's this job? And I was like, I'm not telling you cause I'm not jinxing it. And I fly out Thanksgiving break and I, I'm like freaking out at my friend's apartment in LA. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're going to quiz me. Like wh- they're going to probably ask me everything. You know, I'll tell you, I'll get, to, I'll, I'll tell you who it was after, but like, okay. I was like, Oh, like, they're probably like going to ask me about everything about this company and the last like hundred years and all of the important people that make this company who they are. So I'm like sitting in the Uber, like freaking out and like reading, like studying everything that I can. And I walk in, I'm like super dressed and my future boss walks out and um, he's wearing jeans and a t-shirt. And I was like in this very expensive suit. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I thought like, this is, you know, you're the director of the company, like what? And he was like, yeah, like, I appreciate you looking really nice, but like, yeah, in LA, like you just don't, you don't have to wear like, you don't have to look like that. And I was like, oh, cool. And then we're walking to his office, which is like (laughs) far away. And, um, we're just walking. He's like, yeah. So when, when you work here, you can just wear jeans or, you know, workout clothes. I don't really care as long as you're doing your job, it's whatever. And I was like, when I work here, 
and we walk into his office and he had the contract already on the table. And he was like, I know it's been three. He was like, I know it's been three months, but, uh, he was like right behind me and right behind him is a pile of just thousands of resumes. He's like, yeah, I just like went through a thousand resumes and I'm, I, I'm just not happy with them. I like your, your stuff. I'm not going to waste your time. You flew out here. I'm just offering you the job right here. You can look over the contract, sign it whenever you're ready, but your starting date would be January 1st. So that gives you two months to move out here. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, and yeah. I, I know you can't see it, but I'm, I'm clapping for you on this end. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I remember being like, I like met my friend. Well, I, I took a picture of the building and I was like, I can't wait to post this on Facebook and tell everybody, fuck you. <laughs> like I have all my <laughs> professors on Facebook. I have all my classmates and like, they think I'm like, you know, so full of myself and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm a liar or whatever. And I was like, I can't wait. So I met my friend at Santa Monica and she was like, how'd it go? And I was like, I got it. And she was like, no fucking way. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I am 21 years old. And my dream since I was five years old was to work in football and work as a sports doctor. And now I'm working for the NFL headquarters. I was yes. like, who would have thought? 21 years yes. old. And God, it was like the biggest, like you want to talk about feeling on top of the world, like proving everybody wrong. And I was like, I'm about to work in a man's world. And I did this on yeah. my own. I did it on my own. And, and like, all it did was I applied on indeed.com for the NFL. And it's funny. Cause everybody was like, Oh, you just knew somebody Fran or Fran, like probably just like networked her way. And I was like, no, I blindly applied on indeed.com. And my boss created the position for me to hire me. And I was the That's youngest awesome. person that they've ever hired. And I was the only female in my department, but you know, there, there was the downfall of that. But you know, at the time, like I I would never, you know, I wouldn't take any of that back. And it's still cool to say like, you know, my first job out of college was my dream job. Like I just never thought I'd be like a video editor. Like I thought like, I just, you know, I wanted to work for the NFL in some capacity. I just got to do it in the headquarters. So um, anyways, that was like a really long story, but I love no, no, telling that story because it shaped the rest of my life because then I just ended up hating football and I hated my life. And right. I was like, I, and I hated LA. It was because that, con- that it consumed my life. Like that was like all I knew. Sure. And I hated LA. LA is a very toxic area. I don't recommend anyone young and naive to move there, but that is the only time to move there, Absolutely. unfortunately. So yeah, it's it's, it's really it's bad. funny. I like looking back now at thirty three, being like, "Holy shit, dude!" I was, I had no idea what I was in for when I was twenty one, moving to LA, trying to be a musician. Yeah, holy shit, I could handle yep. it now at thirty three, but back then, oh my god. Yeah. And yeah. On top of that, I'm, I'm not exactly a small guy. You know, I've I've got a belly and stuff. So if you're a fat <laughs> dude in LA, holy shit, good luck, dude. <laughs> I, well, that that's the thing that like I tell people like I'm like, tell me a 21 year old girl is gonna be okay in LA because I'm telling you, you walk down the street and nobody looks at you unless you have some sort of like work done, yeah. and they know, like they they judge you for not having plastic surgery and you're like what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it shouldn't be the opposite? Like what? Or like if you're not a hundred pounds and that's like still very prevalent in LA, like it's very there. So I, I, I lost a gig I had to get out of there with, yeah, I lost a gig with a, I don't want to say their name, but they're a pretty well-known rock band from the early two thousands who was looking yeah. for a second guitar player. And I lost the gig because I was two inches taller than the lead singer and he didn't want anyone taller than oh. him in the band. Very <laughs> had, nothing, had nothing to do with, with, with my talent. Cause I was clearly, you know, had enough talent right. to play, but they were like, yeah, you're too tall, dude. Sorry. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Okay, whatever. Uh-huh. whatever. Well, that's all. That sounds like it's the music industry too. But yeah, that's very LA. Um, yeah, no, I know, and it, it's you're not. I'm so sorry that even happened to you. But like again, I'm not surprised. And oh, yeah. my well, at my job, I I had an incident. I'll never forget. My boss pulled me in the one day, and was like, "Hey, um, I just want to let you know you you can't wear shorts anymore, and you can't wear a white t-shirt." And I was like, what? 
and he was like, yeah, like, you know, it's just, it's just very distracting. You're like in a department of men. And I was oh like, my oh, God, really? Yep. And that was the beginning to the downfall of like my career. Like that was oh like, God. I, and then I was like, but the, but then there was like other girls and they were wearing shorts and I was like, oh, it's cause I'm not skinny like them. And I'm not pretty like them. I wasn't allowed to wear shorts. Got it. And, um, I had my, my roundabout with HR and I never won any of them. So it was like, yeah. So yeah. HR is not your friend. I tell everybody. So I, I, and that, that made my experience in LA worse on top of other things that were happening. That that's like a whole other story, but, um, yeah. And I was like, I have to get out of here or I am going, like, I hate to get super dark, but this was just really real. Like I was like, it's either I die here or I get out of here and get help. Like that's literally how bad it got. And my friends from home knew how bad it got. And they were just like, Francesca, get out of there. We don't know what you need to do, but just leave. And they were like, go work, go like tour again. Like go work in music. Like you're, you're, I was doing things on the side for music still. And that was like what I really loved and I felt comfortable in. So they were just like, go, like get out of there. And at the time I, I met somebody, I, I had a lot of friends in Chicago, but I, I met somebody that um, I was like talking to and he lives there and he kind of just like comforted me in like my darkest moments kind of thing. And like, you know, reassured me like, you know, you should come to Chicago. Like, I think you have a ton of friends here. I think you would like it here, whatever. So when I quit my job, I took a two week road trip. Um, across country stopping in different cities to see where I would want to live because I was like I know I it can't be Pittsburgh but I'm going to go to Pittsburgh for like two months until I figure out where I'm going so I go everywhere and I get to Chicago and I just fell in love like I was like I don't know what it is but there's something about this place that just feels like home and I've only been here once and um yeah, so long story short, I, I ended up moving to Chicago. We I, I lived with him, but we had a two-bedroom. And then he started dating another girl. So it was like, oh. I yeah, that's, that's a funny story. Um, that's another story, too. But, uh, yeah, and I, I thought, but I, that was the best thing that could have happened to me because I was able to become the woman that like, I wanted to be and heal from LA and like grow and be, become an adult on my own. And in a city where I had friends and I loved, like I was like, even if I spent the weekend alone, it didn't feel alone because I was like, I am here. Like, this is my home. And I never felt like that before. And I, I loved Chicago so much. I made new friends. Like I, and like the music scene is really prevalent there. I, I had a really good job. Well, what I thought was a really good job. And um, then COVID happened and I worked in the music industry. So I went all uh, that. I was like sitting at my desk when everything was happening. And Chicago was one of the first cities that like got hit with it. And I literally just remember looking at my coworker and I was like, well, I can kiss everything that I've known goodbye because this is, this is over. And, um, I worked for them for like another month. And then I, I was obviously back in Pittsburgh because I was like, at the time they were scaring us. Like they were like, your family's going to die, blah, 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 this and that. So I was like, Oh my God, I, I need to go home to my family. Like I'm not going to sit in Chicago alone whenever I like can't even see my friends and stuff. So I packed up my stuff, moved back to Pittsburgh. We'll move home. And then my boss was like, we can't have you working remotely. We need you in the warehouse illegally. And I was like, fuck no. I was like, no. And they were like, okay, like then we're letting you go. And I was like, whatever. I was like, it is what it is. Now they're a fully remote job. So go figure and there's uh, so much of that shit that happened too at the beginning of covid like there were so many companies that were shady about it and let people go and then oh shit okay it's not going to be just two yeah. months or two weeks it's going to be for a while so they just adapted yeah like you know like yeah. people like you like okay well fuck me i guess right yeah yeah and that was basically what happened so i was 
back home and I uh, like started going back to therapy, which I was seeing my therapist like monthly, but I went like daily. And then um, I called out a few people on who work in the music industry and I was like, well, I can kiss my career goodbye for sure in the music industry. And, um, but it was like the best thing I could have done for myself. And I waitressed a little bit until a friend of mine who works in the music industry was like, Hey, I actually went into the corporate world. We are hiring. I think you would be really good at this job. Look into it. And I was like, Oh, I really need to like look into like a stability job anyways. And at the same time, I was being interviewed for a reality TV show, which is actually airing in like next week or something. But my my life literally came down to, do I do a reality TV show or do I work this corporate job? (laughs) And of course, I was like, all right, I'll do the corporate job. I won't do the show. And I'm glad (laughs) I did. Like, I actually love the job. What was the show? Uh, The show was Double Shot of Love with Vinny. Double Shot of Love. It was, uh, it's on MTV. It's with, it's with DJ Polly and Vinny, but this time it's just oh, Vinny. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I never watched the show, but I saw, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that the exact show I was signing up for. It was basically like the people really were entertained by me and loved my, like how I how I am and whatever and they were just like we think you'd be really funny on the show we'd love to have you blah 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 and I was like okay but who is it and they were like we can't disclose it and I was like I don't like that and then <laughs> um I I told the recruit the casting director I was like all right look coming down to the show or my job I need to know and they were like they're like we can tell you the the production company and they told me the production company. And when I Googled it immediately, it was like Jersey Shore. It owns all of Jersey Shore. And I was like, oh, I was like, come on. I can't do that. <laughs> um, yeah. It could have so, been worse. You could have been Flavor Flav like it was back in the day. You know what, though? Okay. But there's like a part of me that's like, I think I would rather do that show than Vinny. Because like, <laughs> I don't know. He just doesn't ever, yeah, I don't know. Because I would make it funny. Like I would be going on there not to date, just to like be the, the character of the show. So it's like, I don't know. But yeah, so now I, now I work my corporate job, which I actually love. I really love my job. I love my bosses. I love my coworkers. I, I've never experienced this ever. But I'm 25. Like, I was like, all right, I got to settle down. Like, I need to find something that has, like, health insurance and is a little bit realistic and stable. So, um, here we are. Now, I'm back, unfortunately, in Pittsburgh, but not for long. I am moving here in the next... I I don't want to jinx it, but I am am moving. Are you moving to Chicago? Oh, gosh, I wish... I wish, trust me. I tell I tell everybody, if I had an opportunity to go back to Chicago tomorrow, I would pack my bag, take a ton of Ritalin and drive overnight. <laughs> so I uh I would I wouldn't even think about it. I'd be like, Yep, going, bye, see you later. Um, where, where where are you moving to? Um, so I have two options right now and unfortunately I'm I'm leaning towards one. My my one option is Columbus, Ohio, and I know everybody's like Columbus, Ohio. What? Um, my best friends, like literal best friends, all live there, and Columbus is only two and a half hours away from Pittsburgh. Sure. So I go there a lot. I, I'm there a lot. I've kind of like created a home there, and mm-hmm. with what has happened to me in like the last year, which again is another conversation there's nothing that I need more right now than my friends and I need like support and I really just need to be close to people. And that's not here in Pittsburgh because all of the friends that I did make moved out. And that's just very unfortunate. Like I have like a couple friends that are here, but they're all like settling down. They have partners. They're about to get married, you know, and I'm like the single friend. So it's like, ah, I, you know, it's kind of weird, but it's there or New Jersey. 
And New Jersey is six hours away, so further. And my job is there. So I could hang out with some coworkers, but um, I was actually supposed to move out there back earlier in the year when I got this job, but I decided not to. I decided to stay here. And um, my ex also lives out there. So, um, and we're, we're civil. Like, we're on really, really good terms. It's not like a, anything bad. So it just sucks because it's like, I don't want him to be the sole reason I move out to New Jersey. Sure. And he doesn't know if he's even going to be there much longer. So I don't want to like move out there, get my hopes up. And then he's like, bye. I'm like, fuck, you're doing it again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So it's, it's really hard. I'm in this like position right now where I'm like, do I go to Ohio? I mean, I work remotely, but like, hopefully my bosses understand this is like a mental health thing. And I still want my job and I do my job really well while working remotely. So I don't know if there's going to be a problem. I need to be closer to like a support system or I move out to New Jersey with like no friends except my ex and his friends and then cross my fingers and hope to die that like everything works out, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I I gotta be honest. Like the best thing that ever happened to me was when I moved to Texas, like I knew absolutely nobody. Like the only person that I knew was a guy who I had met on Facebook who happened to go to my school a couple years before me. Like I knew nobody and it was so awesome. Like it was great moving somewhere where like, I don't know, I could not necessarily forge a new identity because I was, I've always been myself, but I could show a different side of me and nobody has any like preconceived notions about me. That was awesome. Yep. Cause I had like very similar to you. I get it. Yeah, no, I I grew up very similar to you. Like Santa Fe, it's it's like a a very worldwide known city, but it's it's a very like very small town and uh small town minded, I should say. Um and very close knit and the same thing, no one ever leaves. So um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean getting getting out of Santa Fe was essential for me and then LA was just, you know, not my thing. Uh as a as a fat dude, just wasn't gonna happen. So <laughs> Uh, Austin was, uh, was awesome, which is, which, which sucks because Austin was like this kind of safe haven that I had grown to love. And then it turned into like, you know, tech bro alley, which I was like, fuck mm-hmm. no. Cause they just completely, I don't know. They've, they've kind of ripped out the heart of that city from what it was. And now it's just something totally different, which is unfortunate, but what do you do? Yeah. No, I, I get that. That was that was what I tell people like about Chicago. Like, I mean, to be completely honest, like Chicago. When I say like I had friends there, like it was like uh, the the friends that I had were musicians, so they weren't home most of the year. So I was like, hey, can I like befriend your girlfriends? And like, granted, like you know, I still not know anybody, but I had to like awkwardly go out of my way to be like hey, do you want to, like, hang out sometime and, like, be friends? And then yeah. I, you know, had to connect with their friends. And then I would be like, hey, does anybody, like, want to go to a concert? And I would go to a concert and then, like, force myself to make friends. And then it was like, oh, my gosh, I have a plethora of friends now. Like, this is so fucking easy. Why was this so hard in L.A.? And I'm like, oh, I don't know why. I have no idea. Things are Catholic. And um, so I get that. Like, I know... And, like, that was kind of Columbus for me, is, like, Columbus, I actually, uh, four, four years ago, I befriended, I had these two friends. One of them I met on Twitter, and now she's my best friend. Um, she lived in Columbus with her boyfriend. And then my other friend, we went to school together, and we worked at Vineyard Vines together, and he ended up moving out to Columbus because he went to Ohio State, he transferred. And I was like, you know what? I've never been to Columbus, and it's only two and a half hours away. I kind of just, like, want to go, like, go visit you guys. So I went to visit them, and then I met their other friends who, like, live in Columbus. And then now, it's four years later, and it's like my... Literally everyone who's going to be in my wedding lives in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> like, my best friend's 
all live there because like I just go there so frequently and like I know the area now and I made more friends because like people online would be like, oh, I'm from Columbus. And I'd be like, hey, let's hang out. Like you work in the music industry kind of, or like, you know, these people, like let's all hang out. Like that just makes sense. And it's become my safe haven. Like my, yeah, like my best friend, uh, I say best friend a lot, but like there's a group of people, but Kelsey, I will name drop her. Kelsey, my absolute (laughs) best friend. Um, Shout out Kelsey. She, yes, she's her, she's Jetty Bones. If anybody wants to go listen, but um, she's a musician. Her home is like my, my safe haven. And she knows that like whenever things get really bad, even when I lived in Chicago, I would call her and I would be like, can I just come over for like the weekend? I really just like need to get away. And she would be like, yep, you, you know, like you have a place in my, my house. And like, she kind of, yeah, she just created a home for me. And then I met her friends and then I would go to her coffee shop that she works at and all of them just like, it was so weird. Like the first time I went there, they were like, Oh my God, you're Fran. Like, hi, I love you. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love you. You don't even know who I am, but I can now (laughs) be who I want to be because you just love me for who I am. And, um, yeah. And it's like, that's just like how I met all these people. And it's like, I just can't imagine kind of being anywhere else. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. I've just like created a home there and I've always wanted to go. I always said if it wasn't Chicago, it'd be Columbus. And, um, and I just feel like, you know, I have nothing holding me back now, except the fact that like I do would watch TV in New Jersey, but, um, it's so affordable. And also my ex, like his, uh, he has family actually in Columbus. So I'm just like, you know, he, he was out there with me last month and I'm just like, you know, he likes it out there. It's, it's, it's meant to be whatever, like it'll be like, you know, we'll find each other. But, um, anyways, I don't know. I don't mean to like continue <laughs> bring that up. Sorry. No, no, but yeah, no, you're good. Like, this, yeah. is, this is what the I whole, the whole idea was about, like getting to know someone who like you have no previous interaction with. This is, this is cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. And like, and well, my friend Taylor that I was on the phone with yesterday, he's a tattoo artist in Dayton, which Dayton's only an hour away from Columbus. But like we, I met him because of Kelsey. So it's like the, all these people that like, I like, always talk about, like, it's just like, like why signs. am I not in Ohio? Yeah. Uh, all signs pointing towards Ohio. Yeah. And I know nobody ever says like, I wish I lived in Ohio, but fuck. <laughs> yeah. I wish I lived in Ohio. Gas is cheaper. <laughs> it's cheaper to live there. The people are nicer. Like shit. The only thing that's wrong is their politics. But at this point, politics are corrupted everywhere. It doesn't fucking matter where you live. So agreed. who cares? Anyways, sorry. That's my little rant. <laughs> You're good. Well, friend, that's been... We're we're a little over an hour now. Um, oh gosh, yeah. So so I think that might wrap up this session, but we should absolutely okay. do this again. Like this is this was a blast. Yes. Oh my gosh, of course. Yes. Like we can have like weekly chats about like what is happening. I would yeah. love that. Absolutely. I'm I'm so happy you decided to do this. And yeah, thanks for for conversing and telling me a little bit about yourself. It was it was nice to Nice to put like a story to the, to the face, if you will. (laughs) Yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you for even inviting me. Thanks for reaching out. I could talk for hours, as you can tell. Um, (laughs) I also just love asking questions and getting to know people and I do nothing. So anytime reach out, let's do this again. I love it. And whoever's listening, Thank you for listening to us. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for listening to us. And indeed, if you want to uh, sponsor this for the, the awesome shout out that Fran gave you, um, we will take that, that sponsor money. (laughs) Literally, please. Like you saved my life. Put me on a commercial. (laughs) Do you want to, do you want to drop your, your social media or anything? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, um, my chaotic TikTok, which is literally just my close friend story that I'm putting publicly out there is Franzi, which is F as in Francesca R a two N's, two Z's and two Y's. But my, yeah, Franzi, it's been my, that's been my at since I was like 13. It's, Oh my God. But on Instagram and Twitter, 
it's just one Y. TikTok is the only place that has two Ys because somebody took it before I could take it. Bitch. That bitch. Oh god. Uh, yeah, I was literally like, hello, do you not know who's talking? Like, I need that. Thank you. Frenzy um, with one Y. You fucking things up here. I got of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then if you um like I said, it's my interviews. If anybody wants a good laugh at how embarrassing they are, it was on YouTube. It was uh Ear Candy TV. Just search it, you'll find it. Ear Candy TV. Cool. Awesome. And yeah. my my handle everywhere is Chubby Elvis, C H U B B Y E L V I S. So if you would like to follow my whatever TikTok. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing I really post on, but uh, Chubby Elvis, you can find me uh, on all major platforms. We love that. We love that. Well, thank you again for me. This has been yeah, great. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll set up a time and do this again, hopefully next week. Yeah, that works with me. All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks.